Hello everybody. This week on Nature's Playgrounds, I continued the series on Nepal with Vimal Thapa, a Bird Society board member in Kathmandu. Vimal leads many trekking and bird tours in Nepal. This is episode four. Hello, Vimal. Hi. Hi, James. How's it going? Uh, I'm good. So far, so good. And how are you? I'm very good. Welcome to Nature's Playgrounds again. Thank you for Thank coming you. on. Thanks, James. My, my, my pleasure. So let's start the, the interview now. Sure. So when you looking for songbirds in... In, in Nepal, in your area, in your habitat, what are your favorite songbirds? Well, again, that's okay. <laughs> uh, well, many, many birds actually, you know, like uh, um, this uh, blue wishing thrush that I was talking or I, I wanted to say about has actually, would say it's also one of my favorite but this yeah, one, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So beautiful song, you know, and uh, we see it especially near the water, especially when I'm around uh, by the water, especially in the morning times. It's so beautiful to hear. It's so nice, so enjoyable to hear it. Uh, this bird, yes, yes, yeah. wonderful. Let's listen to it again. So we're planning to do our adventure birding tour in 2022. Mm -hmm. That's great, yeah. Bird Ranger collaborating with you and Nature Tracks. Mm -hmm. so, um, what can we tell our listeners about our, well, especially you, because you're very much the, on the ground. How can we explain how it will play out? Uh, sure. I mean, uh, the first thing is that uh, once we plan, you have to come and uh, visit the, uh, some areas so I can, I can really um, uh, introduce you with uh, lots of uh, different uh, varieties of beautiful birds. Um, that we might be able to hear the calls, also see them, you know. So that depending on your time and uh, uh, interest, um, I'm sure that uh, would be great. That's how I think. In a simple way, I just come come to Nepal and then <laughs> I'm sure I would be able to introduce yes. or show you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm more thinking about the people that would be on the tour, so. They would arrive in Kathmandu, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they would stay in a hotel overnight? In the hotel in the night, Kathmandu, yes. And, uh, and which hotel would that be? Well, it depends again that what kind of hotel. Normally we use like a three to four star hotel. Um, but again, it depends on your choice, uh, depending on what kind of facility you're looking for. Um, 
three to four star hotels. Four, you know, the next next day we can start. Right next day we can start birding. Even uh, near Kathmandu, there are a few really great spots for sports like Fulchoki, Godauri, Siwapuri, where we can really see a uh, lots of uh, different birds. Even for one day or two days or a few uh, days, yeah. Yeah. Then, then, then we can go out to some other places like in Chitpan or Pokhara area for birding adventure. Like it would be something out near the mountains, yeah. Uh, yes, Pokhara area, Pokhara area, especially in Annapurna. Uh, yeah, it's great for the mountains. It's great for walking, you know, for adventure experience. And also, it also has a lots of bird species. It's uh, within the conservation, the largest conservation area. And we have uh, very beautiful birds and, you know, very good for raptors in that area, yeah. Yeah, that's how yeah. yeah, back to what I was saying, um, how I like to run these adventure birding tours is when mm -hmm. guests arrive, it's obviously luxurious their first few nights in the mm -hmm. pool. Mm -hmm. Adventure birding can be quite strenuous and, and we will have a wild camping outing maybe a few yep. nights out in, out in the out in the open so right mm -hmm. combination you know so yeah um also adventure birding must involve some some kind of mountaineering canoeing if possible another mm -hmm. thing i like to do is what you call tabbing so people who are more physically active to, to take them on a on a kind of 10k run uh, mm -hmm. with all their, so they're carrying a bit of weight. It's fun, quite exciting. And then, of course, the, the whole point is get to the destination of where we'll be bird watching. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Once we've been mm -hmm. doing the bird watching, then we run back. So you're possibly looking at a 20k right. tab one of the days. Uh -huh. Um, because that, that that's for the physical side and some people you know would want to do that some people love that right yeah and... yep. so have you got any ideas on that yeah but uh, on the same area like especially uh, in other areas those in that uh, where the birds are also quite good so that can be used but only thing for canoeing you have to uh, come down to uh, some river mm -hmm. or actually lake, you know, like, yeah, down, okay. down, down the valley, yeah. Do that. yeah, yes. Okay. What kind of conservation projects are there in your uh, area? Then the, it's, it's called Annapurna Conservation Area. It's one of the largest conservation area uh, basically, um, you know, most of the nature, uh, uh, flora and fauna, mm -hmm. and also including the human uh, settlements there. Though those are may, may mainly uh, flora and fauna are the things you know, like the, the area has uh, not just the birds. You know, there are large fauna like snow leopards in that area up in the mountain area. Um, and those, those kind of very endangered species are quite a focus on that area. <clears throat> so tell me more about the snow leopards, please. Snow leopards uh, is 
also called ghost of the mountains. I think some people call it, but and the, those those are actually found uh, normally or around four thousand to five thousand meter. So they can come down a little lower to three thousand or even maybe lower in winter when there are lots of uh, snowfall and when the prey come down, especially they prey on uh, this uh, a mountain goats called blue sheep. And uh, they they are actually um, uh, not they're they're very charismatic animals, but at the same time the local people are not very happy because sometimes they come down to uh, get the livestock living up in the mountain, like yaks and the the the, the, the human, the, you know, like uh, uh, these uh, goats that people are rearing there. But uh, there are not many of them. We don't know exactly how many of them there are in Nepal, but they're mostly up in the mountain area in that kind of elevations. So it's really wonderful to see them, but it's very difficult also, but we can see it sometimes, depending on the lugs. Yeah. But they're a protected species. They're protected, extremely protected, yes. And there's, and there's a conservation project mm -hmm. in place there, actually run day to day for the snow leopard? Well, there are, well, I mean, the government does have some, uh, you know, like a regulation district, but there's nothing like day to day. Um, but uh, we see some kind of project running on and off, like, you know, uh, uh, making people awareness about that animal and also, you know, how to, you know, make, uh, you know, what do you call the uh, leave uh, with the snow leopards uh, for the people, those who are living there. So, because they have some problems sometimes, you know, so those kind of, and to save them. Yeah, there are on and off sometimes this kind of, there's no regular day to day, like everyday program going on, but something is always going on there. And it's not that the government, NGO and INGOs, they are also doing something, you know, studies and all that. Yeah. Mm. Back to birding, I was looking on my Merlin ID today, and mm -hmm. I couldn't find much about the spiny Babbler, the, the bird and mm. to Nepal. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I, I'm not sure how, uh, you know, people see that. Uh, it's not very attractive birds, but it's uh, the endemic species of Nepal. And it does have a beautiful song. And uh, uh, yes, you don't get a lot, a lot about it. And actually, uh, I, I'm trying to, we're trying to get a project to do some more research on it, but still looking for it. So we have that bird still commonly seen in some part of the countries, uh, not everywhere, mostly in the mid uh, part of the country to the western, in the middle part, uh, from like 800 meters to like 2,000 meter. So in certain in that kind of level, they are seen, and they they are very close to sometimes with the humans uh, uh, living in that kind of area. And uh, since the area is changing fast, so they are really having problem to you know sustain to survive because of the fast urbanizations. That's where the humans are also quite a lot uh, populated. 
in this kind of elevations, yeah. Yeah, and another bird I was looking for was the white-tailed robin, <clears throat> but again, I couldn't find much on that. You couldn't find that? Oh, wow. I thought that's also in the, that area. But also, again, you know, really, uh, it's mostly all black uh, in color, but has a whitish on the side of the tail. So uh, it has a sound very similar to, but I would say similar, but it's not exactly similar, similar to large nail tower. You have that quite common in Malaysia, I think, yeah? yeah. Uh, and the large nail tower is getting quite real here. And this uh, white uh, tail blue uh, robin is also one of my favorite birds. It's also really, it's not very common, but we do hear and uh, see them. Yeah. yeah. So um, my next question would be, the we talked about it on, on the last episode, but uh, you were mentioning that the best time, in fact, could possibly be in the winter, October. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. November, December, January would be the best time. I would say October also, we still have um, some birds not here yet. Some migration uh, is, is still not complete at that time. So we get lots of most of birds that come to Nepal in winter or at the end of the October in November. Yeah. So if you are coming into that, but, but time-wise for the view, yes. And other things, still October is a really good time to come, yeah. Okay, that sounds very good. Now, when do people do the Everest Base Camp trek? What time of year is the most popular? Everest Base Camp, again, October, November, and uh, March, April, May. So those, those are the times, you know, like uh, the good time to do. But October, November is the best, but that's how we get quite a lot of people. So that's very crowded. That's when we get lots of people. Yeah. And I, I would not recommend that because if you're not into the crowded area, so, so maybe that's not a good time. Maybe it come a bit earlier or a bit later, uh, but it started getting quite colder. And again, in uh, uh, at the end of October, uh, sorry, um, April, towards the end of April or in the May, it would be still good to do that track, yeah. Yeah. I told you before, Vimal, that my family were in the Gurkhas. My father was uh, was in the Brigade mm -hmm. of Gurkhas. Yeah, yes, I, I remember. And my brother also in the 10th Gurkha Rifles. But mm -hmm. now it's the Royal Gurkha Rifles because they amalgamated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my family have a lot of connection with Nepal. Right. Yeah, must be. Uh, that's nice to know, yeah. So looking forward to, to visiting so much. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in languages, so I'm hoping that there'll be some Nepalese listeners. So if you could say something in nice in, in your own language before we sign off, mm -hmm. that'd be great. Okay. Well, um, um, well, uh, when we say about Nepali, okay, in Nepali, uh, hope, hoping some uh, people who could understand or some Nepali who are listening this. Uh, 
kurakari man porio palavera and hope um, you enjoyed it that's what i said uh, in nepali gents well thank you very much vema and i'm really looking forward to continuing this series on the pool mm-hmm. and talk to you again in, in the next few weeks yep me too me too yeah thanks thanks for this again another episode another time that uh, we had so mm-hmm. hopefully i can you know like better responding you or you know replying uh, uh, the right answer that what you are asking me hopefully i can be, be in that kind of line more so that people will also get the right kind of information and uh, you would get that yeah thanks james i think you're responding very well and thank you again for being on nature's playgrounds My goodbye the Thank you. Bye, bye. Yeah, thank you too. Thanks. Nature's Playgrounds is a bi-weekly podcast. Please visit birdranger.com. If you would like to contribute to the show and help our micro-philanthropy efforts, you can click on the link, buy me a coffee or two. Thanks very much.